Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 41. In color. It was also slightly sticky. Shadow palmed it in his right hand, classic palm, then produced it from between his third and fourth fingers. He front-palmed it, holding it between his first and his little finger, so it was invisible from behind. Then he slipped his two middle fingers under it, pivoting it smoothly into a back palm. Finally, he dropped the coin back into his left hand, and he placed it into his pocket. "'What the hell was I drinking last night?' asked Shadow. The events of the night were crowding around him now, without shape, without sense, but he knew they were there. Mr. Wednesday spotted an exit sign promising a gas station, and he gunned the engine. "'You don't remember?' "'No. You were drinking mead,' said Wednesday. He grinned a huge grin. "'Mead. Yes.' Shadow leaned back in the seat and sucked down water from the bottle and let the night wash over him. Most of it, he remembered. Some of it, he didn't. In the gas station, Shadow brought a clean-you-up kit, which contained a razor, a packet of shaving cream, a comb, and a disposable toothbrush packed with a tiny tube of toothpaste. Then, he walked into the men's restroom and looked at himself in the mirror. He had a bruise under one eye. When he prodded it experimentally with one finger, he found it hurt deeply, and a swollen lower lip. His hair was a tangle, and he looked as if he had spent the first half of last night fighting, and then the rest of the night fast asleep fully dressed in the back seat of a car. Tinny music played in the background. It took him some moments to identify it as the Beatles' Fool on the Hill. Shadow washed his face in the restroom's liquid soap. Then he lathered his face and shaved. He wet his hair and combed it back. He brushed his teeth. Then he washed the last traces of the soap and the toothpaste from his face with lukewarm water. He stared back at his reflection, clean-shaven, but his eyes were still red and puffy. He looked older than he remembered. He wondered what Laura would say when she saw him, and then he... And then he probably got sad, but we won't know until tomorrow, because that is our page. So, this page reminds me that Shadow, in the book, has hair. And it's been a bit of time since I've read the book, so it's tough for me to think of Shadow without thinking of Ricky Whittle, who is shaved and disarmingly handsome. But I guess for the purposes of the book, I will make a better effort at imagining Shadow with hair. Now I'm imagining Ricky Whittle in a wig. Hmm, no, that doesn't work. Oh, I heard my bat friend. I heard you, Squeaky. Where are you? One of the things that jumped out at me as I was reading, you know, I've never considered the origins of lukewarm, so I looked it up really quickly. From Middle English and English, Luke Lee Warm. Hmm. That's decidedly disappointment. Late Middle English from dialect Luke, probably dialect Lu, lukewarm and related to Lee plus warm. Hmm. So I just realized that Scott Pilgrim, one of the evil exes, is Lucas Lee. I wonder if that's intentional? Probably not. It's just a double L sound, isn't it? Okay. Not on the page. So, what else? What else? What else? Shadow unpockets Sweeney's coin and does some basic tricks. There are a couple of palms mentioned. I looked up how to do them online, and I don't know that I could describe them any better than they are in the text. Um, And it's also, as he's doing these tricks, he's not performing for an audience. He's also... No, he hasn't said that yet. Never mind. Um, he's he's just kind of finding comfort in the weight of something in his hand and doing a familiar task that he doesn't have to think about, I believe. 
I've only had meat a few times. Uh, first time was when I was watching the TV show, and it was, I think, about 18% alcohol, so not super high, but high enough. I woke up the next day and I didn't feel nearly as bad as Shadow, though. I also didn't fight a seven-foot-tall leprechaun after drinking mead, so... Another music reference. This time, Fool on the Hill by the Beatles. Nobody seems to like him. They can tell what he wants to do. And he never shows his feelings. But the fool on the hill sees the sun going down. And the eyes in his head see the um, I consider myself a fairly good Beatles fan, but this isn't one of those songs that really... I couldn't place the album or the time period just based on the name, so maybe I'm not as good a Beatles fan as I thought. It is from the 1967 album Magical Mystery Tour, song written by Paul McCartney, and as most tracks are, credited to Lennon McCartney. Song about a man alone on a hill, considered to be a fool, but by the end of the song, oh, it's so ironic. The fool thinks the other people are the fools. I don't have any insight into the novel or the themes that it ties into. It could be just that Neil Gaiman likes the Beatles. I also suppose we could think of Shadow as the fool and then by the end of things he's starting to turn things around on people who were manipulating him i guess we can we can say that's the way it is the history of fool on a hill is pretty interesting paul said he wrote it about the maharishi mahesh mahesh hmm. about the maharishi uh indian guru and developer of the transcendental meditation technique maharishi means great seer he was a guru for thousands, including the Beach Boys and the Beatles. But um, John Lennon wrote Sexy Sadie in reference to Maharishi. Count the syllables there. And he calls out Sexy Sadie for making a fool of everyone. So there was clearly a deviation in the opinions of the man on the Beatles' part. But that's not really related to the page, is it? Hmm. The American Gods mixtape on Tor.com suggests that it could also be a reference to Wednesday's... Uh, what's more than two faces? Polyplicitous? Duplicitous? Polyplicitous? Hmm. Well, Wednesday has conflicting motives for certain, and it's not not a bad take on it, I guess. Oh, God damn it. Multiplicitous is the word I was looking for. And as long as you don't make me watch that Michael Keaton movie again, I'll admit I was wrong right here in front of Odin, American Jesus, and Neil Gaiman. We end the page with Shadow thinking about what Laura would say about him, and he's halfway through the realization, and the page ends. So I think we'll pick up tomorrow with Shadow's brain breaking his heart into pieces. You can get in touch with the podcast at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow for another page. Remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>